Oh, man. It has been a fucking week. No, for sure. It has been, been legit been a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome back, niggas. Welcome back for another episode of uh, the Ain't Gonna Hold Your Podcast, guys. I am one of the four hosts. My name is DJ. Just Shuffle. Dexter. This n- <laughs> You've been watching football, huh? And the motherf- the yeah. motherfuckers be like, Where, what college did you go to? <laughs> Elementary school. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yo>. <laughs> Damn, B, introduce yourself, nigga. Uh, Damn, you got the space <laughs> to do it now. Fuck. Hey, what's going on? This is BT. What's happening? Guys, we have a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod that's joining us for uh, this week's episode, man. This guy has been... Uh, one of my homies since since elementary school and shit, but it's blown up recently as a comedian, man. Been making a lot of moves in the comedic space, man. Go ahead and introduce your goddamn self, bro. Yo, yo, it's 39 cents, man. I appreciate y'all having me on the podcast, bro. And it's really nice in here, man. I might have to steal something before I leave up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice room. Hey, bro. I, every time I pass by them plaques when we first walk in, I be like, that shit would look nice in my house. Yeah, it's going to be one missing by the time I leave up out of here. <laughs> Well, guys, man, we've been having um, we're gonna have some great talks behind the scenes. I know uh, I didn't really talk that much about the rebrand last week, but uh, guys, we had a lot of shit going on, man. We had the merch that just dropped on Friday. Thanks to every single person that purchased the shirt, sweatshirt, everybody that sent me like a five dollar cash app because they can't afford the shirt. I'm supposed to split it with the team, but <laughs> I'm looking like <laughs> y'all niggas what? ain't getting shit. It's the first time we heard this shit. I mean. <laughs> You yeah, see, they, I, I looked at him, I was like, nah. notice I post the cash app on my personal IG. Yeah, send me, send me the money. I'll place the orders for the shirts. This nigga going to show up with, with another pimp ring on his eye. Uh, 39 cents. This would be a perfect time to go and uh, uh, have one of those uh, intros with the Southern uh, doing, uh, uh, what is it? Nick. Nick, yeah. Hold on. You, you say Southern not doing Nick? No, I said it would be a perfect time to go ahead and have the intro. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, I ain't st- I ain't look, look, y'all niggas going to get what y'all deserve when y'all get it, bro. But, um. Man, we want to do something different this week with the episode, man. Like, we typically jump right into, like, hard topics, start really getting to discuss some shit. Uh, we typically don't have liquor when we first start because that nigga Brandon always fucking late. But that nigga beat me here this time. So, guys, we want to get into a new segment where we talk about some of the, the fuck y'all niggas looking at. <laughs> I was like, one time. this nigga out. Like, <laughs> I was like, one episode. time. Well, we're going to get into some of our hot takes of the week, man. So, this is a segment we're going to introduce every single podcast, man, because we all have some controversial thoughts off mic. Like, uh, I know I reached out to the group chat the other day because I was talking about I don't believe that poor people, as they have more children, should uh, keep the government funding. I think it should be cut in half per extra child that they have. And them niggas was like, you can't say that on the pod. So who, I didn't. Who is this? Right. Like, I didn't say it. This so. nigga's running on, on, on the conservative bill for the next presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he running to the right of Candace Owens. Running to that stinky uh-uh. pussy. No, uh-uh. <laughs> that stinky pussy bitch will not be near me. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all I thought Trump was bad, though. Wait till y'all need black Trump. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> but, B, go ahead and introduce, introduce that first topic, bro. All right. Uh, y'all want to go in any uh, particular order? Nah, I think it's random. All right. We'll get to the ones since we're dealing with NFL uh, playoff weekend. Let's go and talk about college sports. Should they be a thing? No. College sports should not be a thing. All they have done is rack up the amount of tuition that we pay, and none of the money actually goes back into the school. And only recently – uh, have they been getting paid for things? So I propose this. No more college sports. You play for a semi-pro team. Those semi-pro teams pay players 
and then they can go to the NFL from there. My compromise is what I said they should do before uh, they started doing this thing where you can get endorsements. And if they would have done this, it would have been so easy. LSU makes about $4 million a game off of a, off of a sold-out football game between tickets, concessions, parking, merch, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Every game, each player gets paid $1,000, but the money does not go in their hand, right? It goes into a high-interest earnings bank account. At the end of your tenure, all that money is given to you, 401k style or whatever you want to do it, um, and you can use it to start your own business. You can use it to put a down payment on a house, buy a car, get your family out the hood, whatever. But they pay what? Mm, they play up to 15 games a year, right? Yeah, up with with the playoffs, it probably – with playoffs, yeah, you're probably looking so at So, like, the, the 2019 team paid 15. This this go around, they played 13, I think. Yeah, because they um, suck. Yeah, yeah, they did. And so – by the end of your first year with, let's just say you do the minimum 13 games, that's $13,000 in a high-interest yielding account. And then at the end of four seasons, 13, 26, 39, 40, I'm sorry, 53, mm-hmm. 50, 52, uh, you would have $52,000 of principal money that has earned interest over those four years. You take that money out. Okay. Even if you just took out – the investment and left in the interest that you've accrued, you would still walk away with somewhere around fifty to sixty thousand dollars, you know, depending on what happens. And so that is my solution to college sports. It should have been done a long time ago. It would have ended all of the people not getting paid because an education is not payment, right? Like they can't get another job. They couldn't do or at least at LSU football, other sports could get other jobs. But um, LSU football, you were not allowed to have another job. You were not allowed to do all these things. <coughs> and these niggas was broke, and so they was taking money from places or selling drugs or doing shit they weren't supposed to be doing. And a lot of them lost out because of that. And so I do not think college sports should exist. Also, it's because of the selfish reason that the better the college program is, the more expensive the tuition Look is. Look at this nigga P's face the entire time Dex is talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm about to clap back at this shit, goddammit, no. bro. Like College sports also don't matter. Um, I mean, look at what? What, what's the name? What's the dude who just yeah. got hired? Um, Brian Kelly? Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly, not Chip yeah. Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly has a $100 million contract. He gets a loan for a $2 million house. He gets 50,000 miles on the LSU private jet. Why the fuck does LSU have a private jet? Let's start there. Sports. That, that's a question. Foot, well, right? football in particular. None of those things matter, but none of those things matter. Like, why is this man making $100 million a year and winning and losing a football game is not going to change anything in the world for the good or bad? Like, if it was going to, like, cause the destruction of – even if it was going to cause the destruction of uh, civilization, I'd be like, okay, well, at least there's a, a goal at the end of that. Like, something happens. But yeah. ain't nothing happening because we won a championship in 2019. Who gives a fuck? Nothing I mean, matters. tourism dollars. Um, who, the fuck is tu- who the fuck is coming in? I mean, shit, unless you got 108,000 people stadium. So mm-hmm. putting asses in those seats, and they only got 24,000 people that go to school there. So you still got to look at 80 thousand plus people like coming here and spending money inside of Baton Rouge. No but no one no <coughs> one is coming here from outside of Louisiana. So <coughs> hmm? Yeah, when, when you play like this is the, the closest thing to the NFL when you're talking about like so, SEC football though. So if LSU and Alabama play you saying you don't think nobody from Alabama coming? I'm saying I'm saying that's yeah. no one no one that is uh attached to the, like the actual rivalry is these schools, you know what I'm saying? No, but again, I can't they, false again. They're gonna they're gonna come, but it's not that's what she said. But that they're not <laughs> going to they're not going to it's not as many people as you think. They only give away five to ten thousand seats for out of town visitors anyway. So the rest of that is all LSU alumni and boosters, which is a crazy thing, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the money that's paying for Chip Kelly 
came from the Boosters Club. Right. Like, they don't even pay. The money isn't even coming from the fucking school. Imagine right. if. Imagine if there was like a. We're 46th in education. LSU is on the bottom of the 120 best college or, or state colleges in the country. And you're paying your football coach $100 but I million? Mean, those, those college statistics, though, when it comes to, like, ranking schools, mm-hmm. and you know I'm a adamant, <clears throat> like, I don't give a fuck who likes this or who doesn't like this. I'm an adamant hater of LSU. I've never liked anything LSU's done, only because I love Southern. My bad, Christian. My bad to my, whoever went there, my wife. I don't give a fuck. I hate LSU, God damn it. Fuck Joe Burrow. The Titans oh, lost wait, yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. You can have to slow down now. <laughs> fuck bottom LSU. boy Burrow. Whoever the fuck no, y'all Joe call Burrow that different. nigga. Joe Burrow different. Look, though, all I'm saying is like that LSU. like the, the 2022 version of John B. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> Yeah, like, I feel like if Joe Burrow said the nigga word, a lot of people in Louisiana wouldn't be too mad, depending on the context. Well, they were mad at him. Remember, he stood up for Black Lives Matter, but I don't want to get off the subject. What were you going to say? Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to collegiate um, athletics, dog, it's not directly tied to the university. I, I don't think collegiate athletics needs to be, like, moved away, but I do think they need to be treated as university employees versus, um, like, quote-unquote student athletes. Cause nah. Nah, that shit. They be treating these motherfuckers like. Nah. Well, yeah, it, they, it, needs, they it, needs, it needs to be a, a sense of equality across like these HBCUs and these predominantly white institutions. So, yeah, know, that's the only thing that I would say I would change. Like, Again, tuition goes up the more expensive, which is funny because like the money from the from money from sports programs, particularly football, at, at, and I'm speaking you know broadly as LSU. That money doesn't go back into the school. So if you start no. paying them, do you, wait, like do you actually, know why though? Why the why? money doesn't go back into the university? Why? Because of Title Nine. Title Nine yeah, requires that you have to equally fund all athletic programs, regardless of gender and all this other shit. So when you got two motherfuckers on the golf team that require private lessons and all this other <laughs> bullshit that's expensive, <laughs> you got that shit. Bruh. When you got women's fucking. Uh, frisbee throwing and shit <laughs> that the NCAA requires the university to have. No, I'm not saying it because men's fr- uh, fucking frisbee throwing is bullshit too. So all I'm saying is the universities have to fund all of those programs equally. And because college football is such a big ass money generator, you wouldn't have these other collegiate programs without it. So that's why people spend all of that money and shit because that's where the, the athletic department gets its biggest nut. Good. Yeah, like a department like LSU is a self-sustain. Like Good. student fees don't go to the let them all go away. Let Pause. them all go away. College tuition has increased twelve hundred percent since nineteen seventy. Twelve hundred percent. We we really need to talk about why niggas be going to school and getting degrees in basket weaving, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, that, that goes true. into that goes into in general studies, and them niggas are now teaching. Hey, 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 hey! That's <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's me. Uh, <laughs> I know, nigga. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, hey, it's an unfortunate system. You send people who aren't ready for college to college for free. You uh-huh. make people who are ready for college pay more money for college. And then none of the money that the people who are going to school for for free goes back into the money, back into the institution that people are paying to, to learn from. So the education isn't getting better, but the football team's getting better. Who gives a fuck if the football team goes two and three? I don't give a fuck. Because they Nothing can run. Changes. They because can they run. can run really well. And, and whether <laughs> or not, whether or not you want to agree nigga. with it, that is the new form of slavery. I'm I'm I tired disagree, of I don't I'm, disagree with that. I'm tired of seeing non-athletic white men tell other black men <laughs> who look like oxes <laughs> to get back on the fucking field, bro. <laughs> I, we about to turn this plantation 
the entire way around. Like, we're going to fuck everything over. But until the players really figure out but, that they have the position of power, it's never going to really change. I mean, but they also, don't. this is due to your beloved Southern University, right? Yeah, fuck if, them too. If, hold on, wait a minute now. Whoa, Actually, whoa. you know what? It's whatever, because they pissed me off this week. Um, like, Southern University suffers because of LSU's football program, number one, but LSU sports program, but also just because of LSU in general, right? So, mm-hmm. LSU... How can LSU pay $100 million to their coach? And three years ago when I was taking classes at um, in Nelson Mandela, it was like 35 degrees outside of 40 degrees. And my professor was like, we got to sit in class with the heat off because we can't afford to turn the heat on. Right? Like that's the type of fucked up shit. Now, have you Wait, walked where around? where was this? This was at Southern. This was Damn, three years this ago. This sounds like Robert Taylor's home. This, this, this was three years This was hey. three years ago at Southern. Hey, we were hey. like – Hey, not y'all, y'all can go ahead and chill out and talk to my school like that, bro. Hey, but not, it's, it's true, though, but most, most of my professors ca- uh, canceled class, though. Yeah, nah, we couldn't. It was a constitutional law class. I'll never forget it. It was a constitutional law class, and I was wondering, because we knew the heat We knew the heat was, like, not great. And I remember sitting there, and we were all, like, huddled together. You know, we don't sit next to each other in class. And my professor was just like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't cancel class today. Like, we had to do this. This was before the pandemic, before, like, Zoom and Teams was a thing. He was like... We got, we got to do it. It's close to the end of the semester. Like, we, we have to have this class. And we had to sit there in the freezing cold. Meanwhile, like, I grew up on LSU's campus because my, my mom worked there. And so I used to walk around campus all the time. Have, you, have any of you been on LSU's campus lately? Mm-hmm. These niggas got a Torchies, a Matherns. They got a Wendy's. Like, they got everything. And Southern University has not – I mean, it can't even expand – what is that? South, because the dude who owned that land when he died said that um, – Black people were not allowed that his his land couldn't be sold to Southern University for that Negro college, right? So that's the life of Southern University compared to LSU, and LSU keeps raking in this money. And only this year has LSU decided to actually give Southern University money, and they're gonna stump our ass all over the football field. But you was gonna stump Troy, Alabama too. You could have been giving us that money mm, a long Troy, time ago. Troy beat they ass they for homecoming. That, that one homecoming. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, that shit. One time. Right? But I mean, I got a question though. Like when you was in that classroom and it was freezing cold, mm-hmm. I remember like being on campus. Like I think this was the year that it snowed on campus when I was an undergrad, and like it was just crazy seeing how beautiful campus was and shit like that. And it was a similar situation. Mm-hmm. The heat wasn't wasn't turned off, but it wasn't working properly yeah. in class. And like one thing that just really stuck with me. I was like, how the fuck is this nigga sitting next to me still musty? (laughs) 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 How are you still musty and it's like 40 degrees outside? (laughs) You're not even sweating, bro. You just stink. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to move to the next hot topic. It's a good segue. Uh, Musty uh, niggas. So, hot take, yo. Is it acceptable to move next or near to your, uh, your ex? Do I know she's there? Fuck it right. Fucking right. So like you gonna do a Kanye like uh, Kim thing where like you gonna move I mean, across the street? You gotta you gotta qualify like why you doing this shit right? Like okay. you doing it for the kids? Like come on, bitch! Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, I mean, dog. Like I'm I am still working on my petty. Like I'm I'm past that. But if I was that nigga Kanye, I'd be fucking all kind of bitches with the windows wide open. <laughs> that's, <laughs> my that's my like that, that's my point. So Slanging it's like, dick. You gotta be extra disrespectful. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna call your mother to come over to the crib, right? Uh-huh. And I'm gonna make sure that you see her coming through the door. I'm gonna keep it on speakerphone. Your mom's. <laughs> <laughs> 
get me the fuck right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bitch, I don't care what you got going on. Nah. I was like, what you know, what what, what, what are we gonna do? What you what you think, bro? Man, I feel like it depends on who you are, bro, because if you paid it like this nigga, somebody gonna get killed. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's gonna be some homicides in the neighborhood, man. So it depends on who you are. I could do it, bro. I don't think it'll bother me. I mean, I'm still like that fucking petty, bro. Like, if I was Kanye, bro, you got enough money. You have billions of dollars in the bank. You know what I'm doing? I know Pete's dad is like burnt to a crisp from 9 11 and bro, shit. I'll be fucking him over. <laughs> I would be fucking him over. Yeah, I, be yo, like- I, w- I would take a picture of the new asphalt. Your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Just so we can provide some context, y'all, because I know, like, we black, dog. We don't really fuck with Pete Davidson like that. uh, What's what's homeboy like the grandmaster of roasting? Yeah. Jeff Jeff Uh, or so? Oh, Jeff Jeffrey Norton? Uh, No, that's Graham Norton I'm thinking of. Dude from England. Yeah, I know that what you're nigga, talking about. That nigga brought up the fact that Pete Davidson's dad died in 9-11 and he, while he was roasting that man. Like, <laughs> it was the way he said it. I'm appalled at everyone making fun of Pete Davidson's dad. This isn't the roast of Pete Davidson's dad. That was on 9-11. Like, that, shit, that shit was great. Wait, like, wasn't he like the original creator of The Office? Mm. I don't know. I know that's um He was on the British office. He was yeah. on the British office. Oh okay, yeah. I've never seen the British office. I need to It's that. not funny. It's British people humor. They talk proper and shit. I don't know British people. I love I love British humor. Yeah. It's dry, it's sarcastic. It's the British. IT crowd? Come they on. They give man. you tea and carpet. But I'm just saying, bro, like <laughs> if I was tea? if I had as much money as Yay, you know what the fuck I would do? Hit up Pete Davidson's accountant. Put me through the uh the nigga mama. <laughs> Put me through to his mother. All right, look. I got six bill in the bank. I will give you one billion dollars to what? let me fuck you on camera. What? <laughs> if I'm yay, I'm calling Pete Davidson's mom and offering one billy to fuck her on camera. Bro, your petty is not high enough. Nah, but well, also your I'm a fuck. Fo- but uh, but at the end of the day, we all gonna get I'm access to the up video. Dead, burnt, crisp ass bones. <laughs> I don't think they found him. I think <laughs> he yeah. was crushed. Yeah, I think, crushed? I, I think he was. They crushed. got a memorial for that nigga. I mean, I'm sure his name is on the wall. I hope so. We got green screen in the memorial site. We pissing his shit up for a week straight. The problem is That's Pete Davidson. <laughs> the problem is Pete Davidson would tell his mom, "You better fuck him for a million for a billion dollars." Like, yeah, I'm actually a Pete Davidson fan, so I, he what? would definitely be like, "And you told him no? What the fuck is you wrong like with a you, unicorn, bro? I ain't never you met, you going against any, the black the black community? As yeah, as we as don't go against. Yeah, well, in my defense, I thought I thought Pete Davidson was black for a while. He just got like albino black features. I don't know what it is. You know, it, he until you hear black. him talk, and, no, he's like half Italian. I mean, he talks like he's from from the Bronx or he's Queens, from Staten, Island. Like Yo, Staten Island. No, yeah. calm down. What I'm from? I was born in the Bronx. He's not from the Bronx. He's from Staten Island. We don't go there. <laughs> it's, just, it's just dog like he not funny to me like i I tried to watch like his stand-up i've watched his roast i've i've suffered through the snl shit just because i wanted to see what the hype was behind pete yeah. davidson and it's just not funny i mean i can agree with that back to the original question is it, <laughs> right, is it, we went so far though is it is it appropriate to move next door or across the street from your your ex or your your soon to be ex, depends upon the circumstance. I mean, for his kids, I would say yeah. But I mean, if you're just trying to be petty, I mean, it's it's kind of creepy, you know. If you got to look at it from face value, but underneath it's like you keep me from seeing my yo. The recent shit, she wouldn't give him the address 
to the to the uh, to the Chicago's party. birthday party. Yeah, Did you right. see Yo, the way oh. that nigga was swinging the kid's body at the pinata? That nigga <laughs> didn't need to beat up. Her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you high as a fucking kite swinging that child, man. I guess can I ask you qualifier? I mean, because like Adele lives across the street from her ex-husband, and they're still really good friends. Yeah, but like, but her husband isn't a a, a manic, depressed, bipolar. That's what I was going to ask. Is this something that is out of pettiness or out of like convenience? Like, if we in Baton Rouge, we gonna have to live on Highland Road because that's the only place where you know rich folks really live. Well, and over there on the town center. So like, yeah. is it a malicious thing or is it just kind of a convenience thing? Like, bro, I look, he I bought a he corner. bought a two point four million dollar home. He has another six million dollar home in Malibu. So, I mean, I I, I think like your intent can start off as good, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, bro, like yeah, no one can see intent. That's no not tangible. Can, yeah, it's not a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, bro. What you going to do when, like, we know Hollywood folks wild, bro. What you going to mm-hmm. do when Kim walk out coked out of her mind to the fucking uh, front lawn and Pete fucking banging her brains out in front of <laughs> you and shit? What you going to do then? No, that same thing can be said about, like, anybody old lady. Like, if no one wants to see the ex getting fucked. It's like the last thing on all of our minds. No, that's facts. But I would I would dead ass shoot the shit out that bitch if I, if I call her doing some shit like that. I'm not going to lie. You live with it. <laughs> Someone's hey, gonna die. You catch Man. that bitch, come outside the club, shoot that bitch in the face like one of the ops. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry. I said the B word too much. But if you got my, if you keep me from my kids and you fucking on this weird, goofy ass dude, we got to take it though. It depends. Are you keeping me from my kids and I don't have to pay child support? Mm, that's that's a equalizer. problematic question. That's a, I don't think so. That's an equalizer, right? Yeah, that's oh, equalizer. Of course, you would say that support. shit, nigga, because you. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like paying it, I know. <laughs> 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 and you don't, you don't even get to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, without me knowing, I definitely think it's petty, bro. I mean, you already got billions of dollars. What more convenient do you want? You gotta live across the street from your ex. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's still sucking that nigga dick. Who, Kanye, Ooh, or Kanye, or Kanye, and I'm like, make sure. Make sure you take your bipolar medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get another billion? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come I on mean, now. no. Like, <laughs> I, I guarantee. As a, as she's a, definitely shifting her left butt cheek out of place, nigga. Because the motherfuckers look like can, two she concrete can bricks. move her leg too fast. Now, she got some of that early surgery, bro. This shit yeah, don't she look got, normal. She's like a motherfucking well, ant. She got it taken out, huh? She got the, the BBL taken down or whatever. I don't know how they do it. Is it an implant? Can you edit that shit? This like, bitch like a new like 2K a No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking like of Nicki Minaj. <laughs> that shit is wrong. <laughs> Nicki Minaj and them implants. Nicki Minaj got them implants. Oh, that out. shit look horrible. Yeah, yeah horrible. <laughs> Nicki yeah. sit down and be fucking six <laughs> inches tall. Bro, <laughs> 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 well, I be sending implants. I be like, man, what niggas like about this, bro? I be feeling like I'm the one left out. I be like, what the bro, hell going bro, on? Your pelvis be bruised as a bitch. <laughs> it, it is like, bro, them shits look Heavy, dog. Like, imagine somebody throwing it back on you with fucking implants on. They're going to send you fucking flying. <laughs> like, 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 please, please stop. <laughs> Damn. So, I'm going no. What Your vote is yes. Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's, it's too much. Human nature says no. No. Okay. No. I, I say no. I it's, say not, no. it's not a strong yes. It's like, eh. If the if the opportunity arises, yes, like I'm not gonna pursue it. Like, what would be the good reason to live there? Like, what is the good reason? Is it close by? 
I would. I mean, I man, fuck them no. kids, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but What's I mean, a good reason. But I mean, like, so like his whole sole purpose is to get his family back, right? You know what I mean? So the nigga I fucking ain't. Julia Fox or whatever the mother bitch's name is to get his family back. Yes, yes. You know, I got to grieve and get a nut at the same time. Come on, man. Now you got to get a white person answers. The school system is really good. Like, you know what, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, Listen, the HOA yeah. here, it's very low. Yeah, exactly. The crime I mean, rate the? is so non-existent. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, some wild My acre shit, to bro. square root ratio is y'all quite seen, Y'all seen the nigga, it was him and A.B. and fucking, uh, what's the, the whack, name? Whack 100 and game. And, and all the niggas at the same house. You think he's making good boring, decisions for, with these niggas? The party in the world. <laughs> Wasn't Floyd Mayweather there? Um, yeah, that's, that's Floyd that's was quiet as a bitch. So For you real. know it was some extra shit going on. If Floyd's quiet, that nigga yeah. can't stop. He was looking at the ground. He was look, he looked uncomfortable as hell. For I was real. looking at that. I was like, is that Floyd Mayweather? He looked like he was suppressing some excitement. Like they told him to like read everybody bedtime stories. <laughs> <laughs> Say happy birthday to all the kids. <laughs> He's like, really? <laughs> Probably thinking about Yaya getting dicked down by uh, NBA young boy. Oh, fuck young there. boy. Oh yeah, y'all got happened to her. Who, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, she uh, she got put back in special needs class. Uh, oh, wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I ain't been on a sixth grade level for years. Hey, man, she uh, she she got impregnated by the young boy, man. I mean, so has everyone, apparently. Yeah. I'm not convinced I'm not carrying that nigga child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> Yo, man, pause, <laughs> like. I, bro, I'll be confused by, like, beef and shit by people from Louisiana. Like, we do not have any type of connections with the outside world like that. How the fuck is he beefing with, like, O-Block in Chicago? Nigga, it ain't like you from Glen Oaks and you beefing with somebody from the South right. or some Giant shit like City that. Or yeah. Like, no one from fuck your hood is going to O-Block. For one, you know, <laughs> poverty. They can't afford flights. Like, <laughs> it just works that way, yo. I mean... I'm looking around and shit, making sure. You're in Baton Rouge. You know where I stand on this shit. So, I mean, I just feel like if you're not really involved in it, you probably shouldn't. Like, if you don't know them niggas personally, you probably shouldn't have, like, an extreme opinion on it. But, I mean, hey, fuck them. (laughs) Just just plainly. (laughs) Fuck everybody that's attached to it. Fuck that, uh... That Down syndrome looking ass nigga from where he f- is that Atlanta? Where he from? Which one? Where's Quando from? I have no clue. I don't know. Where the fuck I try. From? I try to fuck stay him. away from the niggas. Didn't King Bond? King Bond was Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he from he from the O. But it's like, um, if you got a like how I was raised, if you got a problem with a particular person, you got a problem with that person. But if you got a problem with a particular set, you say that set. You don't diss the whole nation, or you don't diss mm. the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. O Block is. An entire housing project. Bruh. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Y'all, they, y'all gotta understand this shit. I kind of can relate to this. The way me and this nigga grew up, right? We grew up in an area. We were from an area. Did you claim the park when you was growing up? I mean, I was cool with everybody. No, so, right. Yeah, I claimed the park. Part of I did. So I claimed the park as well. The good thing about the park is we never had beef with nobody. We was from a town of 4,000 people, and somehow we got an uptown and a downtown. <laughs> I don't even know how they separate that motherfucker, right? By the highway. By the highway. And it's like, dog, like, niggas would have beef, right? Uptown and downtown niggas would have beef. And they had that shit, like, my entire life. And it was super confusing because I'm like, we arguing over blocks that most people are renting and shit. Mm -hmm. Nobody really owns their cribs. Mm -hmm. 
and then it's like a town of 4,000 people. Somehow you niggas is cousins and probably brother and sister <laughs> and don't they, like each other. Uh, that downtown beef with uptown, then your mom's move uptown, now you live in the... Yeah, for real. Like, so what like, you gonna do now? I mean, I mean, you could know talk what? to me first. Like, for real. But you know what's crazy? It's like I know I know a lot of people who live on like they ops block back home. Like they may they may claim one hood, but they live on their ops block. So that means they going inside at like three a.m. Mm-hmm. and they coming outside at like eight a.m. when ain't nobody outside. So you got How gotta, does that work though? Like, does the Section Eight voucher move you from one space <laughs> to the next? No, nah, like, I mean, that's I mean, how it works for us. I mean, it just depends on like the circumstance. Like, your mama made me moving over there, and that's where you living at the time. So mm-hmm. that's just what but that is. There's no like, mind y'all. I'm a civilian. I grew up in the suburbs. I was a semi-rich kid. Ain't no, ain't Cap, no nigga, you be throwing up Oaktown signs. I'm a Zion man. City. Fuck the ops. All so that shit with y'all camera. I don't no, even know like, what that means. There's no entrance and exit interview process. Like you can't just transfer from like south town downtown to uptown like you can't you sit down about, with the you, about, you talking about switch yeah like if i'm moving up there i can't sit down with the niggas and be like hey i know i said some shit but you <laughs> 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 it's it's so simple a brief disagreement okay <laughs> only a couple people got shot exactly. like, shit change people want. grow and um you know i'm here now i've had a change of heart yeah like Listen. that that's not a conversation you could have no nah, because I mean, I right, look, I'm, I'm going to put it to you like this. That man this old block, and I probably shouldn't be saying this shit, but whatever. All them niggas over there really come from 6217 South Calumet Dorian. It's the projects before they tore them down. That's so school all, for the stones. They no. nicknamed them K-Rock, so they'd leave them alone. This nigga mm-hmm. I be no, sure Calumet is a street. <laughs> Shut up, boy. Yo, no, I'm, mm-hmm. talking about, I'm talking about Calumet Street, not, not Calumet the high school. Oh, but, I'm sorry. But it was a house. It was the projects over. They tore them down, so all the BDs that was from that building just spread out. So, really, when he dissing old block, he dissing. He's about to go in with the story, dude. It's a goof ass song. I can only speak from where I'm from. I can't speak for anyone else. Nigga, you ever notice when you start talking about gangster, we all get quiet and just like listen with this open nigga, ears. Nigga, nigga, nigga we are like, writing a history book. It's, it's after, like, it's like, we like just don't tell you channel. about it. Nigga no, turned into Cornell West. But I'm saying, but I, let's just this long story short, he dissing like maybe seven or eight different BD hoods. That mm-hmm. he don't, like you dissing an entire housing project, but you don't know, none of them niggas don't rap though. <laughs> Facts. The, they, they, they known for doing yeah, what they doing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. King Von been in prison more than he been free. Mm-hmm. He only was rapping a year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He just beat two bodies. He was in jail for four years. Mm-hmm. All the niggas that's around Dirk is like, all, all the, yeah. but one of the things that I never understood, like people were upset because wasn't it Takashi was talking about King Von after he died? He was. Wasn't yep. Takashi treating King Von the same way King Von and his sets treated Tuka? And that's what made me frustrated. Like, okay, here, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Tuka and them are from STL. That's from 64th and St. Lawrence. O Block is on 64th and King Drive. That's a two block difference. That's just mm-hmm. one hood they into it with. It's one, it's one hood. That's what I'm saying. So like most most niggas in Chicago, they beef from like five different hoods, to be honest, or more. But that's their ops. That's their personal ops. Okay. So if they I have mo- a reason to hate them, if I move to Chicago, can I like start my own hood? No. Well, like where? Not? Like there's no paperwork in the like in the burbs. Yeah. Like if I'm that's want- not Chicago. No. If I mm. move into Chicago, not even like, like downtown, like in the nice condos. Yeah. Like if a place Ooh, isn't represented by by gangsters, can I like 
do something to start my own my own block. Sure, do you do what you do? Like a okay. social club? Who's joining? Who's joining? This shit? I don't know. I'm we not joining that shit. It's gonna be interviews and shit. This nigga's yeah, weird. weird. <laughs> 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 I mean, hey, go go crazy. It's gonna be like it's gonna be full of like Brother Muzon. Y'all know Brother Muzon from The Wire. Doctor Umar too. I fuck with him. Doctor Umar, Brother Muzon. Brother Muzon. I, I fuck I, with Umar too though. Like just uh, his unsolicited take. Seventy five percent of the time, but that other twenty five percent. Nah, that should be rough. That should be rough, bro. Yeah. Right. Hold on. What's the Hold next up. one, man? Yeah, I was about to go ahead. Uh, next hot take. Is there a such thing? Like, is cancel culture still a thing? I think cancel culture is absolute and complete bullshit. Mm. I know Dexter's mentioned this on a podcast before, and I was like the opposite of this shit. I was like, nah, man, cancel culture is real. You need to watch what you say. Man, get the fuck out of here, bro. I did a deep dive over the weekend, bro. Friday and Saturday, I was in this shit, internet, all day, trying to look up people who've been canceled or supposedly canceled by the media at large, people mm-hmm. being canceled, like, on social media and shit. And guess what? They all still getting the bag. Mm-hmm. There's been absolutely nothing that's changed. But one thing I did learn, though, that has absolutely nothing to do with cancel culture, I've learned that middle-class black people and conservatives think the same way. Found a yeah. lot of fucking the social, intersecting. Socially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot socially. of social shit they think the same way, but I think cancel culture is absolute bullshit. What I'm finding out is that people are lazy with creating content. It's partially due to fear, but if they really do the research on cancel culture, like, it doesn't exist, dog. Like, that shit Dave Chappelle said should have been his death stamp, right? Like, he should have been completely canceled because people are super sensitive to the alphabet people right now. Mm-hmm. And I get it. There shouldn't be certain things that you should say based on what community that you come out of. But at the end of the day, nothing fucking stops anybody. Take that dude that just did that song with Dirk, right? That little country song or whatever. Yeah, the little white guy. Yeah, homie said nigga. Yeah, never heard it. Never, I never heard the song either. Me either. But you would think there would be so much outrage to where it would reach us because we're a part of. You're a part of the music community. Mm-hmm. I'm a lover of music, especially new and current shit. I yeah. ain't heard nothing about it, and homie is still performing and doing shit. But I mean, but <clears throat> quite honestly, like, isn't he like a country artist? He's a country artist, yeah. But even within that community, there is still a level of well, hey, we publicly shouldn't be seen with nah, you or some bullshit I, like but that. I ultimately always believe every country artist says nigger. In their privacy, in, their, in the privacy of their I own. I feel like if Darius, in Darius Rucker, a country singer, he's black. Well, yeah, yeah. but no, if he said nigga, I'd be offended. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish? Nah, just because he's a country singer. Nah, right? like, Darius like no, like cowboy boots and, uh, and hats and shit is mutually exclusive <laughs> to like poor whites. Well, I mean, in country music, you got to remember how much of a fit they put up when um, Old Dixie. Town Road yeah. was number one on the country charts. Like, they were furious that that was considered a country song. Um, they also spent all of their time talking about how trash rap music was and how it's mm-hmm. the music of degenerates. And then they go out and create hip hop, right? Even looking at that, y'all remember what that song? Hip hop. You never heard that? No. no. It is country rap. Please, please send me some hip hop songs. I will send them to you. It's this. crazy. That's like, like Yellow Wolf in his early days. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> like in the videos, they're on the back of trucks, like with Confederate flags and shit, no. which is like speaks of the audacity of whiteness to take something that was used and created, and we can trace back to black people America. to like do things that hate that pe- yeah. black people hate. But like, I'm I'm in agreement. Cancel culture doesn't exist. I, I let me let me rephrase that. Cancel culture absolutely exists in the in the arena of like, you will be held accountable for the shit that you say now. All right. I think I think that's what and when people say. Everybody just wants to cancel everyone. 
what they're really saying is I want to be racist, xenophobic, homophobic, all of those phobics and not be held accountable for it like they were in the early 2000s and, and before. And so, of course, those people are going to be the ones saying that cancel culture doesn't exist. But also mm-hmm. it's the same people who are banning, quote unquote, CRT books and um, mm. and books from libraries or the same That's ones. Critical even race if you, theory for yeah, those that don't know. Critical race theory. And even if you want to not even take it that seriously, I vividly remember them trying to cancel Harry Potter. Vividly. Yeah, I remember that too. Vividly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, didn't the writer of Harry Potter say some like fucked up shit about trans people recently? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, my that, thing. That shit was strong. I only believe, and I want to hear from 39 and Dexter, I want to hear from you a little more in details about this because you guys are in the entertainment industry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like with cancel culture, the only time it really matters is when the two P's are involved. Penises and... Penetration and pills. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> that is it. Because the only motherfuckers that have uh, been successfully canceled because they went to jail was Bill Cosby and motherfucking Robert Kelly, Chicago nigga. Oh, don't forget about uh, Hey, man. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Is he in jail? Jeffrey yeah. Epstein, too. No, man. huh? Yeah, see, pills and he penetration. Did. He's um he's on trial yeah. again. Um, you want to go first? But, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in council culture, man. I don't think it exists. And if it does bother you, I think you need to expand your horizon, bro, because it's 2022. You don't need major labels. You don't need major companies to touch M's anymore. Mm. Okay. If you got your fan base that love you, you still going to have sold-out shows. You might not be on TV if they try to, you know, try to pull that card on you. Mm-hmm. But you can still have sold-out shows and everything else. But we living in a world where if you ain't hot right now in the eyes of the world and consumers, uh, you fell off, you got canceled, this and that, but man, you still own the whole entire time. But people just don't go out their way to be true fans of you to know you really rocking like that. And I think people are moving of of context, right? We talked about this a couple of times. If you can remove what some person says out of context, so the fact that someone is a Trump supporter out of context really doesn't, you know, I was a fan of Trump in the in the seventies and eighties, blah blah blah. But now in the in the current time that we live in, it represents something different. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. And, and so when somebody says you've made money off of black music or black creators or black whatever, and then you go out and support someone who is pretty objectively anti-black at the minimum, racist and extremist on the other end, and at least represents those people, then of course you're going to be held accountable by the people who were supporting you. Um, but at the same time, like what it, uh, Cat Williams talked about how, well, people don't like there to be line speed limits, but – Mm-hmm. There has to be a speed limit, right? Because otherwise people would do uh, reckless things. And people wouldn't it be easier if the NBA got rid of the out-of-bounds rule, right? Where there has to be a space in which you play and everything is appropriate to do. And once you step outside of those bounds, you know, you get called for it. The example is Rick Ross. Um, y'all remember a few years ago when Rick Ross got, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, canceled and dropped yeah. because he put um, Molly, so in Molly, drink. Molly in the drink? You realize what Rick, Rick, what Rick Ross was rapping about before that? Killing niggas. Mm-hmm. Selling drugs, yeah. mm-hmm. all of this shit that's on script for what white people expect expect black people. I should say what the music world expects black folks to talk about. Black people, but as soon yes, but as soon as well, we accept it too. You know, right? We accept it too. Um, but as soon as he went off script by what uh, white standards were for what we were supposed to be doing, all of a sudden he was canceled. As I didn't cancel that nigga because. She shouldn't have put her drink down. That's her fault. She got to go home, nigga. Oh um, the same thing with Dave Chappelle, right? Get this nigga out of here. All right, man. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle was the goat comedian until he started going off script, talking about trans folks and trying to understand that 
that life. And now look at, I mean, he's Dave Chappelle, so he's never going to be canceled. I was about to say, what was the goat? Like, that status hasn't I mean, changed. He, yes, he's still yeah. a goat, in my opinion. But, yeah. like, it's fine until black folks go off script for what we're supposed to say. Um, right. White folks, you know, uh, the, the worst thing you can call a white person is racist. Uh, but I was just listening to a podcast on the way over here about them canceling this book, um, New Kid. That's a graphic novel about a white a kid, a black kid who ends up going to all white school. And one of the parents in um, in some city got it pulled because it said it made her black her her white child. It was going to give them dis- yeah. uncomfortable yeah. feelings, right? Uncomfortable feelings. And w- so was that in South Lake by any chance? It was outside of yeah. Dallas. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't South Lake. That's yeah. South Lake. That's fucking yeah. South Lake. South Lake, South which Lake. Is a, which is a whole thing. If y'all haven't listened to the South yes. Lake podcast, you absolutely should. But Just like, look up South Lake in any podcast. It, it's yeah. funny to me how cancel culture only exists when it's against, like, conservatism. The structure but, of, of America. Right. But mm-hmm. it's not cancel culture when you're banning books or trying to ban CRT or, or anything Bro, like what that. Did, what did Christian say the last part? If it's talking about banning books, we are all for it because niggas don't like to read. <laughs> niggas people, don't. And when we say niggas, we mean universally. People <laughs> yeah, like, don't like to read. Well, I mean, when we say when we say niggas, I'm talking specifically about black Americans. Oh, but I thought I you guess, meant humans because I use niggas like humans. It's no, the same negative, thing for me. Negative, and I'm talking about black people. Okay. But like, I guess here's a more compounding question to what you're saying. Do you think everything in our society is either racial or political? No. I'll s- no. I'm glad you said no because I didn't want to go off on this limb, right? Mm-hmm. You about to say yes. No, 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 no. It's it's no. It's okay. no. I previously had the thought structure that everything was about race and politics until we got into this pandemic shit, right? Mm-hmm. I was talking to a good friend. You know the nigga. You know the nigga. Trent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't have said my nigga name. <laughs> Fuck it. I said my nigga name. So me and him was having a real good dialogue on Instagram, right, about uh, the non-vaccinated, the unvaccinated. It's like people are using this now as like this derogatory slur and shit. And he, he talked about like how the power structure right now is talking about like the unvaccinated and creating a separation of people. Yeah. I was like, nah, it ain't that. Old line of thinking would make me say, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that. It's It's the power structure trying to divide people. Nah, man. It's just motherfuckers that fuck with science versus people who don't fuck with science. If you're unvaccinated at this point in my life in 2022, after we lived through this shit for two years, I don't give a fuck if you're not vaccinated. But I do care if you're spreading misinformation, yeah. saying crazy shit like one one motherfucker was talking about like, yo, you get the vaccine, it makes your nuts swell up and then you can't have kids. Good. Well, fucking shoot e- me up twice. I can use a few extra interest, so, interest, so it's fine. Like, For real. Whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, sure your wife would disagree with that statement. No, I, mean, I, I have, you. you know, after I give one. You know. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that everything is made, I don't think everything is inherently about race. Everything is too extreme. I'm, 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 maybe I pose that question too extreme. Mm-hmm. Majority of things Sure, I can I can agree with that. I mean, you you can look at one thing I will say is that everything that ails the black community is a byproduct of racism, right? Everything that ails, if you want to talk about the health, the health, well, black people should eat better. Why do we eat the way that we do? Well, it's because you wouldn't let us have the good food, so we had to figure out how to make it taste better, so we put a lot of spices on it. Why are more black people in college? Well, you made the way that we pay for education through property taxes, and then you lowered, gave us terrible land and whatnot. We weren't able to pay for for good education. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything can be traced back to that as far as everything being, like, actually about racism or, or whatever. I think there's a tinge of it in places. Um, and I, I think the thing that we have to remember, too, is 
for example, the longest desegregation case in the country that fought desegregation is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It ended in 2003, right? It ended in 2003. It was about the redistricting for the schools and shit that they it do was, every two minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This was about actual desegregation, right? So, mm. and it was actually black folks that held it up for a good reason. But mm. either way, there were people still fighting against desegregation when that case was over in 2003. Some of those same folks are still in the system today. 12 out of 20 white people voted for Donald Trump in 2016. I want to say it was 15 out of 20 in like 2020, 2020. Um, white women make up the majority of teachers in schools yeah. mm -hmm. easily, right? What does yeah. that mean for the black and brown kids moving through that system? And so while, no, everything isn't about racism, there's racist people everywhere, and those racist people have individual interactions with black and brown kids, and those we, I'm sure you can think of some. Everybody in this room can think of something that happened in our childhood that we look back on like, man, that was fucked up. Hey, because somebody was racist. I got a story about that. Dog. I want to hear it. It's it's fucking sweet, 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 dog. I had this teacher. And I'm gonna shout her full name out. Barbara Crum. <laughs> shout out Barbara Crum. She was a fucking. Was she uh, the still the computer teacher when you was there? Mm -hmm. So Barbara Crum told. Uh, myself and my mom during the parent-teacher conference, Barbara Crumb said that Bashard is not going to graduate high school. And if he does graduate high school, he's never going to go to college. You bitch, why the fuck are you giving this unsolicited information? I like a 3.0 at school. I wasn't the smartest of no mm -hmm. shit, but I was all right. You know what I'm saying? Graduated high school on time and shit. Now, y'all know it took me a while to graduate college. <laughs> I'm still that nigga. So what the fuck I. you talking about? Nigga, I graduated. I started school in 2009, and I graduated in 2016. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, funny, because nothing was planned. This shit wasn't scripted. After I graduated, I had a plan to go to, like, Florida for a week or so afterwards. But my parents came to town for my graduation, and we went to the spot called the Francis in St. Francisville, Why, Louisiana. That delicious? I've always wanted that to go. That food is fucking amazing, right? Go. So we pull up to the spot, go in. I still got my cap and my gown on. My parents is with me. My, my woo-dee-woo is with me and all that other shit. So we sit down, and I look over. I'm like, Miss Crumb? Barbara Crumb? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I graduated, bitch. <laughs> So, like, dog, like, we do have these small interactions with people, right? And while I won't say 100% of white people are racist, I know some really good white folks who have mm -hmm. stood side by side with me. Facts. Like, in time, yeah. even when I was dead ass wrong, bro, like, mm -hmm. they, they fuck with me in a real way. And I can say there are some fucking, you know, fucked up folks who won't stand by you, who will put some fucking bullshit on you, right? Like Barbara, uh, I wish I knew a middle name, Crumb, <laughs> who talked that shit and I saw this bitch with my cap and gown on. But before we move on from this, 39, I want to go back to you one more time, man. Like, Dexter mentioned Dave Chappelle being one of the greatest comedians of all time. And I know in the comedic world, things had to have changed for y'all niggas when he did the uh, his, his last three specials because he really went in, like, on the alphabet people, right? He really went in on that situation. So did that make you change the way that you, like, write your jokes or the way that you approach shit? Or was it like, fuck it, I'm going to still do the same shit? With me, I always did the same old stuff. It didn't really make a difference for me, but for a lot of comedians, I know Dave Chappelle, you know, he kind of knocked the door down to get back to the way things were. Mm -hmm. And it made people more comfortable to continue to make the jokes that they would have made or could have made, that they're like, nah, I'm not going to do that. But Dave Chappelle made that community kind of 
look a little bad because that was like, oh, well, if y'all so strong and feel this way about everything, why y'all ain't go after Dave Chappelle or try to handle that? So I feel like Dave Chappelle kind of exposed uh, a weakness in the council culture because he's still trucking. So I feel like he made it better for us comedians to pretty much say what we want to say. But he also fucks with Joe Rogan, which I think is a I think is a major problem, right? You know, yeah. um, but I also think that I like, like Joe because he don't like science though. Like Joe hates science, and he has yeah. people on that are smarter than him, and but like he, really shit on him. But he he's That's like true. the chief the chief educator among the Brads and the Trevors in the world. You know, Brads the and Chads, the mm-hmm. Brads and Chads, the ones that wear the button down and khakis to the LSU football game. Like that's who listens to him, and but they have colorful like Confederate flags. Like theirs aren't red and blue. It's like fucking purple and gold and shit. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> them's is our niggers over there. Goddamn. <laughs> I think. Go ahead. Odell is one of ours. I, I think Dave Chappelle has actually kind of moved out of being like having comedy specials. I didn't view that last thing as a comedy special. It was more of like a sermon of some sorts of him just kind of talking. Um, and when I talk to my other comedian friends, I'm not a comedian. I mean, my friends who happen to do comedy as well. That's the thing that they came away with. They were like, well, as far as like traditional comedy, it wasn't really what you would expect from a comedy special. It was just more of him like talking shit or whatever like and telling stories. Yeah. And to me, that's why Dave Chappelle has elevated. Kind of <clears throat> oh, shit. That was like a ghost dick in my throat. Fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 Patrick Swayze sitting on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> ever since, yo, ever my, since I had yo, my body, yo, my soul just left my body, nigga. I, I have never heard that one at all. Ever since, ever since, I heard a Might as well go ahead and trademark that one. Yeah, ever since COVID, yeah. it's been really hard to talk for Damn a long it. time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it took me 48 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I did <laughs> <laughs> Can I come by again? Damn, at least give me new. Hold on, hold on, hold on. we got we got to stop. We got to stop. Everybody, give applause to Dexter for joking the pod, y'all. I think that's why Dave Chappelle is uncancelable, is because he's kind of, and we talked about this a little bit. He's kind of mm-hmm. elevated to like being a a voice that makes sense to black folks when trying to understand the world around us, which is why white folks got so mad at that special. It was because, yeah. like, we watched him for different reasons. We were waiting for him to talk about the George Floyd thing. When the George Floyd thing came out, I was like, finally, somebody's going to speak the truth to me, and we're going to know what it's mm-hmm. about. You're going to be great. And white folks were like, oh, my God, his George Floyd special wasn't even funny. It, it wasn't, wasn't supposed, supposed to be. be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, like, I feel like Dave was kind of gaslighting us a little bit uh, when he made that one joke, like when he wore the blue uh, button-down shirt. Where's Ja Rule at a time like this? We look, <laughs> the, we look for you in a time like this. Anytime something major happens within our community and we look to that one celebrity. Mm-hmm. Like, outside of Kanye, because, you know, we all hold a special heart, uh, a special, uh, fuck, I've been drinking, a special spot in our hearts for, like, what he did during Hurricane Katrina for New mm-hmm. Orleans, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But like Dave is now that nigga. Like, what mm-hmm. is Dave thinking in a time like this? Like, where do we where do we go get this information from and shit? So I don't think we look at him as a comedian anymore. He's kind of like a spokesperson for yeah. the entire black right. community. And you know who the other one is, surprisingly? Candace Owens. Candace Owens. No. <laughs> Absolutely James. fucking not. Um, LeBron James is a good one. Barack Obama. Like, I know you feel some somebody in here, I can't remember who it is, mm-hmm. feel some type of way about Barack Obama. But Barack Obama has been mm-hmm. Whenever he talks about something, I'm ready to listen. You know what I mean? Like, and even more impressively, 
Michelle Obama. Like when Michelle, yeah. when Michelle said I fuck something. With Michelle, bro. Yeah, with no Michelle. disrespect to Barack, but Michelle got a fat ass. Bro, I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at my my memories from the um from the uh, inauguration in 2020, and my mm-hmm. first one says, "Damn, Barack, get out the way! I'm trying to see Michelle." Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you know what you gotta really like respect about Michelle, though, bro. Like, you know, she she's a modern woman and shit. Like, right. all the modern women getting their bodies done, and you know. They, teeth done and shit like michelle is out here with the fucking horse thing mm-hmm. <laughs> what you mean <laughs> no, you ain't seen michelle all right teeth, so on that note we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next topic <laughs> hey, barack, hey hey barack we still want you on the show dog don't listen to this oh, yeah. we we said worst teeth? come sit in the hot seat come sit in the hot seat we fuck with you what barack. you call her, her sea biscuit why does barack obama have a yes. book with bruce springsteen does that not make anybody but a podcast, angry? Podcast. A podcast with bruce why why what the fuck? I, I haven't listened to it. So. Only thing I know about Bruce Springsteen he that is that, that he's that terrible. And he's a terrible singer. Uh-huh. And he told Trump to stop playing his music at his rally, so he was going to sue him. I That's the only that. th- I mean, I nobody. I don't care if you supported Trump or not. You didn't want his music playing at your ra- your uh-huh. music playing at his rallies. I don't give a fuck. Wasn't like, Bruce Springsteen the nigga that music came in all of our iPhones when we first got him? Like when the no, that was you too. That was you too. Too that shit was off. You wouldn't even let you delete that. I shit. I was furious. It was like a virus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this nigga said it's like an STD. And then whole whole bro, we gotta admit, the whole took an L when he was trying to go up against you too, because that nigga was in the Samsung phone. Fucking Magna Carta, holy grit the fuck out of here. crazy. <laughs> I did not buy an S7 for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's the next uh, topic? Dude? All right, so um, next topic we got uh, is who's the best black person to ever live, not including a family member? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Dead or yeah. alive. Yeah. Mm. Well, Which you, gonna, I, can I guess well, who you're going to say? If I say it, yeah. Hold on, Dex. Let's say it on three. One. I found a way. I forgot his name. Fuck. Shit. One, two, ah. three. Fred, Fred Hammond. Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but why, know, though? Why, though? I'm okay. Oh, All right. So he was the youngest, the youngest chairman of the entire Black Panther Party. Um, got the position at 18 years old. Uh, graduated from like NAACP leadership and then went on to do multitude of things like starting the Rainbow Coalition, which Jesse Jackson ends up stealing after his death. But to expound upon the Rainbow Coalition, he was bringing together the the white the white immigrants from the Appalachians to Chicago, the North Side. He's bringing together the Young Lords, mm-hmm. which is uh, Puerto Rican, Dominican, and Cuban association, and also trying to bring all the black street organizations and also the Black Panthers in the Illinois section in the city of Chicago together to build a rainbow coalition, a like-minded group for a socialist movement, Mm -hmm. which I feel is the best movement for the entire people. Do you think socialist or democratic socialism? Socialism. Okay. I mean, to to a certain extent, like if you, if you pay attention to, to what the Panthers ideals were, they don't really care what color you are. If you're a dictator, if you are against the people, they oppose you. Um, Mm -hmm. So like Papa Doc in Haiti, um, you know, he, he was so so mis misguided that whenever they they basically took over their country, got their country back, they he started oppressing his own people. So it doesn't matter what color you are, as long as long as you're for solidarity and you want to push our people forward, what that means is capitalism isn't the answer. Right. 
um, a more democratic idea is a lesser version of a Republican Party if we want to take a look at it because mm -hmm. Republicans want to start from the bottom up, start from the bottom, work their way up. Democrats will start from the, start from the top, work their way down. Mm -hmm. Socialism basically means we're all just equally the same across the board. So, mm -hmm. and that's pretty much what we want. But I feel like his uh, his life was cut short um, because he was he was uh, as J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover placed it. Uh, he was uh, black messiah. He was able to bring all people together. I think it's a tie between him and Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. in, in my mind's opinion, between uh, you know, I say I say Fred because he was so young, he wasn't able to flourish. But he was only twenty one. He was only twenty one. He yeah. was killed. He was assassinated. Um, and, they wanted um, to leave no traces of that man by at him. all. But but you got to understand why though. He so here's the difference. Malcolm had to grow into a sense of solidarity with right. like minded people. Right. Fred was already there. He 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 didn't see the color bear. He was talking about he was talking about reading um, uh, Victor Hugo and Zola, Che Guevara, um, Dostoevsky. All these all these people are are pushing an ideal forward that has nothing to do with color. It's more so about uh, community and what we want to strive to become as an actual society. So I love Malcolm. I I, I don't know that man, but I love him because I know mm -hmm. what, he, what he stood for. But you know at at 38, he was talking about bringing, you know, bringing people from Libya and bringing other people from the UK together. And he had to get to a point, and he had to leave the nation of Islam to get to that. So, it's a tie between those two. Gotcha. You want to go? You want to get? Excuse me. I'll, I'll let him go. I'm still thinking. I I'm mean, stuck on like four people. Like when you bring up Malcolm, bro. Like you know, I had for various sense of my life, like some type of a proximity to the five percenters, right? Yeah. Like, with that being thought of, like, even just, like, my my journey in and out of, like, Islamic studies, like, mm -hmm. Malcolm X has always been a hero of mine growing right. up. Yeah. But I also would never in my life disrespect the, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm -hmm. I would never disrespect uh, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan. Like, that's just, that's just not something that I can do. But Why? I still... Why? I don't know, bro. It's like something about when the Honorable Minister, especially the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, when he speaks, like, I listen, bro. Like, that should have make me pull out my Quran, and I don't even read the Quran as often, like, as I should. But when he speaks, mm -hmm. he makes me want to be a better person. Right. And, like, while I'm speaking on this, my favorite black person of all time is a street hustler. It was Clarence 13X Allah. The uh, creator of the five percenters. Yeah. And it's not just because he created this particular religion in which we stop calling each other niggas and we call each other gods, God. bro. We call each other God. Like, See, what, what people think is gangsters, not gangsters. No, it's not gangsters. G God stands for God. Small G. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not a lot of history that you can get on Clarence 13X. Like, you'll find out about his police record. You'll find about out that he created the five percenters. But, like, dog, you got to really think about like hip hop, his influence with like the Wu Tang mm -hmm. and like how that culture like spread throughout the U.S., bro. Like we wasn't calling each other niggas for a short period of time. We was referring to each other as peace God, as gods. Peace God was the common greeting. And like I know people like to shit on the uh, the religion itself. Like I'm not affiliated with any religion myself, but like I just can appreciate the anybody. Are, are very strong. Right, like, I can just appreciate the fact that somebody said that they see God in every single, like, not only just every single person, but mm -hmm. they see God in every single, like, black person. Yeah. Can you imagine how many, like, niggas in the hood that could have, like, changed their lives if 
that was the influence point. Like, they wasn't niggas like, oh, this person got ADD or all this other bullshit, all these other, like, crazy labels we put on folks. Yeah. And we was just like, yo, that nigga's a god, bro. Like, you a god. Like, you a god. Like, if we would talk uh, like, talk like that, bro, life would be different. So, well, Clarence 13X. To, to speak lot. to that, you know, the first time I heard about ancient comedic language, ancient comedic teachings, was mm-hmm. from a four-star general in the Black Beastone Nation. So, and I don't want to get into that too much because I don't want to start talking about that but when you look at black street organizations they're based upon ideals in a sense a set of principles so if you look at people in the five point star they have a tendency to have more islamic principles look at people in the six point star judaism black disciples so on and so forth it's more hebrew israelite teachings Mm -hmm. the six point star star david but when you talk about farrakhan you said something you, you know you said you could never disrespect them I wouldn't disrespect him publicly. I mean, he, he's due for criticism behind closed doors, but like, bruh. But he did, but he said a lot of things out loud Yeah. about mm-hmm. the honorable Malik El-Hajj Shabazz. I'm going to be honest we, with could you. We not, but are people not allowed grace, though? Like, if somebody held not, me accountable saying, for the shit I said at 20, like, bro, I would be canceled. Like, I, I look agree. At, no, all I, my I old tweets are deleted, bro. <laughs> like, no, but no, I, I I agree with you. I I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that he he should be, you know, ridiculed in the public eye. But what I am saying is that even though he didn't pull the trigger, mm-hmm. he definitely created a space to where, if it did happen, he wouldn't be sorry about it. Yeah, he, create, he created a lot of uh, hostility. He was he was sending a lot of messaging through those final calls. Final calls, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, are like the uh, the newspaper for the black Muslim community. Like, and right? wh- where, where's the largest black Muslim population in this Chicago. country? Chicago. Right. Where's the Nation of Islam headquarters? Chicago, right around the street from Obama house. Exactly. And that nigga's Farrakhan's house, excuse me, mm-hmm. ain't 10 blocks away from where I grew up. Right. So... I, I don't have anything to say against him. Right. I don't. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I'm taking that off of that. Because you got to understand a certain thing. Most Orthodox Muslims do not look at the Nation of Islam as a true, mm-hmm. correct, as mm-hmm. a true actual sect of the Islam faith. Mm-hmm. Because they have a middleman, and that's Elijah Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Or oh, Minister Farrakhan. Minister now. Farrakhan. I don't pray to no man, and then his, and then my prayers, and then he siphons through that shit, and then gives it to, to God. That's, I mean, but oh, you Brandon, just down I said Brandon's a fucking Catholic. <laughs> Brandon's a non-practicing Catholic. That nigga only. I was, I was, I was raised, I was raised Catholic too, and I have my. We get into a tangent, but basically, right? The idea of probably Elijah, why I'm non-practicing. Exactly, me too, <laughs> me too. So we, we, we think about Elijah Muhammad. He wasn't practicing what he preached. How many, how many children did he have with underage women? Hey, I mean. Girls, I can't. I can't say uh, everybody should be allowed grace because if you're doing that, you just fucking disgusting. Well, that's awkward because my best black person was gonna be R. Kelly, but next get your name of love. <laughs> I think we'll say um, age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> so I'm I'm stuck on a few different people. What's the lowest number though? Is it like five? Like <laughs> that, that's like three times too high for R. Kelly. It's like, like a year and a half. Um, I'm stuck on a few people. And the one I th- the one I'm gonna go with I think this is gonna surprise y'all, but it's because of my love of hip hop. Um, so I gotta say who I got hip hop or hip hop. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say who like as Did I was thinking who cock? I was what going through. 
I was trying to figure out who I was going through, and Barack Obama was on the list. Um, I know he's a politician, but when we talk about somebody who was able to represent all the cultures in America and, like, not run away from his blackness, especially later on in his presidency, and definitely after he's left office, um, he has been a huge advocate for black rights and civil rights and, and all that in a way that he probably couldn't do during particularly his first um, his first his first term. Oprah Winfrey, uh, the first time we saw a black uh, woman like in modern times, Oprah dominate. Yeah, the first time we saw a black woman in modern times bet on herself, say fuck the white establishment and do her own thing, like and make billions of dollars, mm, mm-hmm. and then still, you know, although she hasn't been super philanthropic in the states, she has heavily invested in the continent of Africa, which I don't fault people for where their passions lie. Right? She like, has if, a very fuckable mouth. I'm not gonna lie. Have you seen a feet though? Just gonna say you like a feet skull um, I also I'm also a huge fan of black folks who beat the system in a way that white people have benefited benefited from beating for a long time. So like Kobe Bryant gets thrown in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, believe it or not, I do think he did it and he should have went to jail. But O.J. Simpson, um, the way mm-hmm. that the way that Johnny Cochran got him off of that trial was something we haven't seen in the black community. It was the first time that a black man had enough money. Was it a myth that like uh, he told him to stop taking his blood pressure medicine so his hands could swell up? Well, the, the, the actual thing, his son probably did it. Um, and that, that's the actual, I think it's more likely that his son did it, but I don't think that OJ Simpson is innocent, but it was a, he didn't lose, he didn't win that case because he was like innocent. He won that case because he had enough money. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that a black person had enough money where the, he elevated out of the justice system. Now, he should have walked away the same way R. Kelly should have walked away because they came right back around and got his ass. I didn't know you could steal your own stuff and be put in jail for it. That shit yeah. blew my mm-hmm. mind. But I'm going to go with Two Live Crew and Uncle Luke. I think they are, I think he is. Particularly because of what I do, you know, singing, rapping, writing, and all of that. For, for anybody listening who doesn't know, in the early 90s, Uncle Luke was the first one to do, like, the girls dancing in the bikinis and shit. And, you know, the, the vulgar music. He was all over the, the Donahue Miami show. Bass. Yeah, he, he was, was all over the Donahue show people. defending himself and the Oprah Winfrey show defending himself. And the state of Florida tried to, um, tried to strip him of the right to make music. Basically saying his music was vulgar, his First Amendment rights should be revoked. And Uncle Luke was like fuck you, fuck no, I'm taking this to court. Um, And he took it to court, and it ended up going to the Florida Supreme Court, and he ended up winning with the court saying, I understand that, like, white folks, you don't like this, but he has a right to make whatever music that he wants, and people can buy the music that he wants. And had he had lost that case, it would have gone to the Supreme Court more than likely, and I don't know what the Supreme Court's makeup was. If this was in the early 90s, uh, it would have been a conservative court. So he might have lost it, but... Either way, because he was brave enough to, like, take on that suit, we're now able to hear the music and own the music that we do today. Um, and hip-hop and R&B and rap and all these different things uh, have lifted so many black folks up out of poverty uh, in a way that nothing else has done since they got rid of uh, factory jobs and pensions and, and all of that. Uh, and the only other thing that really competes with it is, like, influencer or, or athlete at this point. And so mm-hmm. because of that, I, I think that that was one of the, the best decisions that a black person has made. And because of that, it has seen so much love. And there's other people, you know, James Baldwin could be thrown in there. Oh, yeah. uh, Prince could be thrown in there. People don't know all the philanthropic things that Prince did because he was a Jehovah's witness and couldn't talk about it um, before he died. Beyonce could be thrown in there. We've never seen anybody 
um, dead or alive, with the exception of Michael Jackson, be able to do what she does. Prince gave us Snow Allegra too. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know he gave us Lizzo and Katy Perry, and he discovered Prince. Uh, he discovered Prince. He, he discovered Snow Allegra in in Sweden or wherever she's from. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Uncle Luke. I, I think that you know it's very trivial, but. The ramifications of him yeah, taking on big. that case is a is a big thing. Without him, we don't get the WAP video. <laughs> I was listening to that WAP, on the way in. <laughs> Thirty nine. What on, you got, bro? <laughs> Man, I had to say my favorite black person would probably be Big Crit. Mm. 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 Just dropped a new single Friday. Yeah, bitch, bitch, ring off. Like I know Crit ain't. You know I know he ain't up the for black people like Malcolm X is mentioning mm-hmm. everybody, but Crit is motivational for me. Mm-hmm. Like my yeah. timeline of what I've been through when I said I'm going to be a comedian, everything aligns with the process that he went through. Mm-hmm. You know, like him wanting to go mainstream. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Accepted being underground. That's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, people saying, man, you one of the greats and you know, you bringing this pressure. People used to tell me, man, you one of the funniest people on Instagram. I was like, yeah, and I'm broke. <laughs> Thank you for telling me I'm funny and I'm broke, broke as a joke. So you telling me, man, I'm I'm, I'm applying all this pressure and everything. I want to be great. I want to do that, but it seemed like I got all these obstacles that I got to hurt over, mm-hmm. and I felt like I still want to get the credit that I deserve, mm-hmm. even at my hottest point with being a comedian. So everything that Crit relate to, I, I felt it like hundred percent. And you got to actually work with Crit too, right? Uh, I talked to him on the phone once, and um. I had did some work with uh, for him, like some promotional skits for his brand and everything, but we never did nothing major. Like I never met him yet. Okay. When yep. you do, uh, text me because I need to be there with you. <laughs> for sure, I got you. Know. Just, you don't even have to do nothing. Just when he rolled down his window, just take my album and throw it in there. For me. Like, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that's but that's man, all I need. I, uh, my favorite black people, anybody that's great at what they do, and I like people that motivate me and those that put it on the line for their people too. Like, mm-hmm. like, I like Steve Harvey. A lot of people got shit to say about Steve Harvey, but Steve Harvey gives game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't deny it. Like, he motivates, he gives game. Uh, I like Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. I know he stood up for his people, mm-hmm. and he did it being blind. He put it all on the line. He got banned. Funny, yeah, me too. Like, he stood up for his people. Am he, I not supposed him to laugh? Who helped that nigga up? <laughs> Am I not supposed to laugh at that scene where his, his brother drowns in the bucket? Because, like, that shit was right. Oh, just, yeah. just, like, kick it over. Like, <laughs> why are you just staring? Like, <laughs> Hold up. But last thing, though, bro, I got to go back to what you said, bro. You know what would be the funniest fucking thing on earth? It's something I would sign up for. I want O.J. Simpson to start a, like, murder mystery podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the interview he did with that white lady? No. Where he um she uh, he knocks on the door, and she's in her dressing room, and they're like, it's a, a back, what is behind-the-scenes interview with him, you know, after the murder trial, maybe a few years after. And she opens the door, and he's standing there with a knife going, eh, eh. <laughs> and he goes, I mean, he goes she goes, that's, that's not funny. He goes, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga got off Bruh, and didn't know how to act. I just love the fact that he always comments on like murder shit and be like, oh yeah, Carol Baskins killed her husband. <laughs> nigga, you did. <laughs> you killed your wife. Oh, <laughs> 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 What's the next topic, B? Oh, uh, man. Uh, is older music better? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right. So, um, mm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just going to start naming artists. Nas, 
It's oh, you know, I wasn't. Ta- that's that. I consider that modern. I was talking like 60s, 70s, 80s. Oh, like back in the doo wop days. You know, Temptations and I, Earth, I mean, Wind, and Fire. See, for that one, I I don't mind it so. Like 60s, 70s, like that music isn't terrible in my book. I thought you were relating more like 90s versus like what's currently. I'm out fine now. with that too. Like, like the 90s music, in my opinion, and people shit on me because they're like, oh, you know. R and B was so great then. What was I it? liked about the night, and that's what the fuck I was, was saying. Like the one only thing you can really say about nineties music, in particular R and B, was that they actually had more subject matter and it was more love and discussions. Mm-hmm. As to a, like R and B now is just pure like hurt and niggas fucking mad bitches. They yeah, got mad facts. bitches, yeah, and they actually sing better now because of pitch correction and auto tune. Back then, if you couldn't sing, like you just have to like sound like churchy good. Mariah, I mean Mary J. Blige. I was about to say Mariah Carey. Yeah, what? Mary, Mary J. Blige yeah, cannot Mary sing. J. I'm not arguing that. Mm-hmm. Like, she she would she, sound she, really she good like at struggle a struggle voice. Church. Mm-hmm. She's like struggle voice. It's like Hennessy in a lot of Newports. Like he's like, bitch, what are you going through? <laughs> but no, but like I mean, I feel the like we're talking about the same subject matter mm-hmm. like back in the day like eddie kendrick's talking about uh what's what's that fucking song um um I'm a, intimate you, friends you, no intimate oh, friends okay. it's basically saying you my sad bitch we, we just fucking but it was more eloquent thing. back it was. then though it was like, sweet talking now we just get to the point yeah like, <laughs> intimate friends like <laughs> we, we fucking like y'all ever heard like y'all have y'all really like sat down not in your car not when you was like out outside but like if, sit down and listen to a chris brown record this nigga is disgusting. <laughs> like every a, every single record is about eating ass. Yeah, like, I have a little So this is my, so. First of all, my argument with Chris Brown is that he is twenty twenty two. Everybody does it. Oh my god, he is the oh number god. one R and B male vocalist. If you don't count Bruno Mars as R and B, but Chris Brown of all of the artists you know that have been out since oh six oh seven, him, uh, Taylor Swift, Rihanna. That's when Beyonce starts to pop off. Like, of all of them, he has contributed the least to music. The, easily the least. He has changed his sound and stayed the same. He mm-hmm. hasn't pushed any envelopes, which is why I put Chris Brown so far at the bottom of my life. And I love Chris Brown. I have his first three albums. I didn't right. listen to anything after that. He just, he never grew as an artist. He's, and I, I'm not with it. He's like, how can I say this, bro? He's like the Wale of R&B music. Every, no, Big Sean. Every, every single year, Big Sean puts out a big record. Fucking smash. It's a smash every single year. But mm-hmm. you be like, man, this sounds just like the formula that you used last time. Yeah. With Chris Brown, is like, bro, all your songs sound sonically the same or they have the sound of today. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you're not really pushing any envelopes. You're not mm-hmm. really. I like the song he did with, uh, with uh, what's your boy, Lil Dicky or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when yeah. Dicky woke up black, that's that's to do with Lil Dicky because Lil Dicky is actually a pretty decent creator. And yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, like he, I love that really show, bro. It's great. I didn't finish season two because it was a little too out there for me, but it was still really funny finish. in the first. G- Gator is the star of that season. Oh, well, then I'm, I'm back in because I love Gator. Yeah. I think personally, personally, I, I am not a fan of '80s and '90s rap. Reason being, I was not allowed to listen to rap growing up. Like, it wasn't until we had LimeWire and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time I started listening to rap, it was already, like, way advanced from what was being done by Wu-Tang or all of that stuff, sonically and lyrically, and Ooh, with, with the exception of Nas and Jay-Z um, Wu- and KRS-One. You got to get a Wu-Tang credit, though. Yeah, lyrically, yes. lyrically, they, they, yeah, they and, gifted, bro. And, Wu, um, and, like, so, but now, well, the first thing is, 
the music we listen to now is going to create better artists in the future, especially singers, because unlike us growing up listening to people who, with the exception of Adele, um, growing up with people who didn't have auto-tune, they just kind of were on pitch and on key, and some of it was really good. Now, everything that every kid hears is completely on key. It's completely, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. And so singing, and this, this is me talking as a singer, the only thing that makes singers good is the ability to recreate and reproduce what somebody else has done, right? Yeah. And so if you're practicing to something that's perfect and you begin to be able to do it perfectly, you're going to create more Ariana Grandes and people like that. Yeah, and as far as content, though, mm-hmm. as far as content, Everybody's a gangster now, right? Why is Rod Wave singing gangster music? Why is Brent Fayez singing gangster music? The only ones out here really right now that I like R&B-wise specifically are Giveon, Nao. Um, I just found about, and y'all, I'm sure y'all heard that song, Hours and Hours, Mooney Love from Running Love. Mm-hmm. That she's, song, a good, she's a talented yeah, Berhana, she's, Berhana's she's, really good. She's great. Berhana, I fuck, he ain't put out no shit recently, bro, but he been, he been, his music his catalog music is, is nice. It's really nice. I don't, it's nothing I dislike from him. I do miss live arrangements. I'll say that. Like, everything yeah. is done on a computer now. Um, even if it was done on a computer and then translated live in person, like, that's different. But even when I, I go to some shows now, like, it's Think like, about, like, D'Angelo, Raphael Sadiq. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but there's no more Neil Soul anymore. I just turned no, into weekend it's still, R&B, it's alternative still, R&B. No, it's still there. But it's like, it's just like when I discovered uh, NAO, right? Na- oh, NAO? NAO. One of my favorites. Bruh, when I heard that song, Bad Blood, mm-hmm. like the vocals on that mm-hmm. shit is Neo Soul, but like that motherfucker pushed limits. <laughs> that bitch pushed limits, dog. Yeah. That it's whole like, album is, is flawless. It's there, but you really have to search for it because mm-hmm. R&B nowadays is just like rap. The niggas just be yeah. singing about killing niggas. You know, I I heard I heard um, Tank give his take on that on another podcast. I'm pretty sure you know which one. He's basically saying that R and B male R and B artists have to basically go up against you know the the likes of Drake and Quavo and more mm-hmm. melodic rap now, and, right. it's, uh, and they're pretty much talking about the same things. So the industry pretty much wants one particular thing from you, and if you can't present that, then they kind of just shelve you. But mm-hmm. I mean, what's good music is good music. You should just put it out. But you still got to make a living, so you can't mm-hmm. you can't fault these people for making that particular. And you music. know who I can't fault? Us. We, we don't we don't do the, yeah, we don't right. do the work to find other artists and new music and and expansive music, especially because black folks fall into the like that's white people shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm rocking Paramore. Paramore is going to lead me to local natives, right? Local yeah. natives is going to lead me to Foles. Foles is going to lead me to Silk Sonic or whatever. Like, y'all got to start listening to all the music, not just the music mm-hmm. that you grew up on or that's similar to what you grew up well, on. Well, I mean, it, like, if, if you consider, like, I, I've never really thought, like, okay, this is black music. This is, like, non, you know, mm-hmm. non-traditional. But, like, I'm going a, I'm to a listen to... I'm going to listen to Nickel... Well, I'm not going to say Nickelback because I kind of hate them. But I'm going to yeah. listen to, like... Um, Audio Slave. I'm gonna listen to Coldplay. Yeah, Coldplay, especially. Like, like that got me through high school. I'm not gonna lie. Like, so I think you gotta redevelop your palate. Edibles. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna make it tomorrow. Can't do one. Fuck it. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's just like you gotta you gotta redevelop your palate and what you're into. Mm-hmm. And if you like, you know who's really good? Who's like slept on? Who? Goldwing. Golden. I fuck with Golink. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Golink. I feel like Golink falls under that tree of like um, the newer, not necessarily the newer odd future, but like the 
because I can't say anything bad about anybody from our future, but they fall under that like kind of like our future tree of like really good artists, but like a lot of people sleep on them. Like take uh, what's the name of the band? Silk Sonic. Not Silk Sonic, but the band that's with uh, internet. The internet. Mm-hmm. Like take the mm-hmm. internet. Tyler Frank. Uh, Golink, they all kind of fall under this tree of like they make really fucking great music. Their tours do really well, but you'll never hear their songs out and about because well, like you gotta hang with certain people that got a certain vibe to hit a shit. That's, that's what well, y'all heard. Y'all heard one of my singles that's coming out. Lay hands on me. One mm-hmm. of the first times you came over, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the song you talked about beating a woman. I was that like, damn, that's what crazy. That song is about <laughs> at all. He got wow. a song about beating bitches. I was like, God <laughs> damn, this nigga wild. Nah, that one's <laughs> called Ike and Tina. Um, but <laughs> like, and she's Ike. <laughs> so lay hands on me is a song that's all about you know the the propensity to make poor decisions on the internet. After after a breakup, right? Mm-hmm. And so I sent it to a few friends. I sent it to shout out Chris Gage, right? Shout out Flo Doris. I sent it to a few friends as I always do, and both of them came back to me being like, "Hey, that song's like it should. That song sounds like it should be sang by a woman." Okay, well, why? Because it's too vulnerable for a man to sing, and that's where we lose our like ability to be able to appreciate new music. Is and basically niggas need therapy, but. Yep. Life is about vulnerability and music that you can connect with. I'm a huge Beyonce fan. I like Adele's music more. Why? Because I can connect with those lyrics and understand that they're coming from a different place than, you know, shoulder sideways, slap it, slap it in the web. Never mind, I'll find someone like Like, that is a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful song. Yeah. And we got to start realizing that it's not about the beat. Like, you got to listen to the lyrics and connect with that shit. Not only as an artist who's out here struggling to make money off my music. But number two, just because what you feed your soul matters. And if you're feeding it bullshit, you're going to be bullshit. I was listening to Chris Parnell, um song called Seasons. And, uh, Chris Parnell, the voice of Archer? No, he's, uh, he's the, no, nigga, he's the, the voice of all your slate. He's, he's the lead, he's the lead vocalist. On oh, so, uh, Soundgarden. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's like certain, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to admit it, but who said Chris that? Cornell. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris That's Cornell. Chris my Cornell. bad. My okay. bad. My bad. Um, who said that? Uh, it's not Yellow Wolf. What's the other white rapper? White Iverson. G Easy. Oh, um, um, Post Malone. Post Malone. Post Malone yeah. the, the fact that he said that, like, real emotional and real, like, uh, like music that's going to touch you, it's not going to be rap. And I hate to admit it, but eh, you know, it's mm. kind of true nowadays because niggas all talk about flexing and all that type of shit, but. Yeah. You know, you gotta gotta redevelop your, your palate. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, man. So we got one more, one more, uh, one more topic. So I kind of want to dive into something, right? I know Brand has been introducing the topics. So, guys, this has been something that's been weighing on me heavy, heavy, heavy over the past, like. Like, since the holidays, right? So, we all saw that viral clip from the Fresh and Fit podcast in which these guys was, like, mm. shitting on uh, black women, right? Yeah. Like, these lame-ass, corny-ass niggas probably never got no pussy in their life. They jerk off all day, every hey, day. Hey, like, hey, 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 Careful. You getting in my territory now. This nigga, that is his bro. Like, these niggas is, like, like they some lame-ass niggas, bro. All they do is bash women. Like, that is how they get off. Yeah. Like, that's how they get off. So then I started doing a little bit of deep dive. Like, I was already on the deep dive the other day, like I said, the past two days, just researching shit. And I noticed that there's been this uptick in, like, motherfuckers who, like, really 
get a huge male following for mm-hmm. just talking shit about women. And there's been this new conversation, right? It seems like it's only been around for like two years, three years about value or some shit like that, right? Like they keep talking about low value. What you bring to the table? Yeah, what you bring to the table? <laughs> low value women, like every low, si- low skilled workers. Low skilled, like right, right, right. So it's like I got confused because the uh, like it was the Fresh and Fit podcast. Uh, yeah. What's that dude that wears all those boots? He Kevin has a Samuels? lot of Kevin Samuels. He was talking about it too. That and description is crazy. Like <laughs> I'm mad that I knew who you were talking about. No, facts though. The boot wearing nigga. I pictured the boot cut with the Chelsea boot on the black one. Right. Yeah, the right. No mention though. on that many boots, yo. I'm just saying. But they all lead to this this conversation of like uh low value women and how like once you reach a certain level of success, like I'm pretty sure all of us in this room, we probably make we ain't hit, we ain't cracked this. We might some of us might crack the six figs or been at six figs before, but we mm-hmm. all got homies like that make like buku bucks. Right. Yeah. And this motherfucker was like, once you reach that six figures, like women have to accept the fact, or significant others have to accept the fact that you're a high value person and you're going to cheat. So it kind of talks mm-hmm. about the ideas of loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I personally thought that it's kind of like weird that niggas think like that, bro. Like, it's like that whole mentality of, like, money over bitches. Like, I fuck with my niggas more than I fuck with my women. But in that same regard, that's kind of weird, though. Like, you ain't going to fuck your niggas. And if you do, it's like, why you ain't advertising <laughs> that? Like, you yeah, should I advertise for my it. niggas a lot it's of my, my, my bitch. bitch. Right, Ooh, it's right. My, it's my nigga thick. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Watch your movie. So look. Yo, I turned it to Casper. I ain't gonna <laughs> but I want to know what y'all think about this 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 recent uptick. We can start with 39. I want to go to Dex next. Christian, you're gonna say the wildest shit, so you're gonna go fucking last, nigga. But I want to know like about this whole relationship shit, right? Do you feel like once you hit six figs? It's going to be ingrained to you to cheat because bitches is going to be throwing the pussy at you. Do you feel like that's a thing for you or do you feel like loyalty is like something you can have to an actual woman? I feel like you can have loyalty, man. But the thing about niggas saying, oh, I got six figures, I'm going to go cheat. That's just a situation of they just want the ice cream, the cake, Mm -hmm. eat it too. Like people try to make shit acceptable for what they want out of life. It's just mm. like a nigga saying, hey, snitching ain't cool. Don't snitch. It's because you know you're doing something wrong. Right. You just mm-hmm. finna flip the script to make it okay right. for you to do wrong. So six figures and uh, all that stuff don't matter, man. If you want to cheat, you want to cheat. You just find you just trying to find the skate route to make it okay to cheat. Well, here's the, here's the bigger question. I, w- I want to I ask you to that. <laughs> we just told you you was going last. No, it's a question. I'm not <laughs> answering. Ahead, not ahead, let him go. Let him go. Let him go. I, the look on this nigga face is going to be some wild <laughs> shit. No, but I just, I'm just asking a question. So, so if if you as as a, as a person are prime piece of steak, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're filet mignon, mm-hmm. but the lady you would wagyu, huh? You know what I mean? The lady you would at the time, she may be like our number nine hamburger helper. What do you what do you do? So, so I'm, hold, I mean, I'm hold on saying, before you say that. How many of us really didn't know that the meat didn't come with the hamburger helper? I, I didn't, I didn't know, know. I saw the picture. I was just like, why the fuck is it this shit included? I didn't I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a big enough box, but, no, but, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not saying that means no when, when you get to a certain level of success <laughs> that you you shouldn't have a sense of loyalty, but I mean, if this bitch can't hold a conversation, 
if every time you look at her, you think about putting her in the trunk. And then secondly, Damn, you, Ray, Ray Lewis. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ray no, Rice. Ray Rice. I mean, Ray Rice. I mean, yeah, you might have to like you know bury us. Anyway, but I mean, what do you do with that? Is, is, is that is that mean? Is that mean you're disloyal because you're having a conversation saying, "Hey, look, you know, I'm progressing in life. You're kind of just staying still." It's like it's like the the uh, the premise of insecure in reverse. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You mean Lawrence? Right. Hey, hey get off my nigga, dog. Bro, my it. nigga, dog. Get off my it. nigga, dog. I think. Oh, I'm what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Anybody? Man, I feel like the mindset is the most important thing, man. The six figures, that's the that's the physical money and everything, but it's all about the mindset. So even when you was broke, you know when somebody ain't shit or got the million dollar mindset. So if you get with somebody with the million dollar mindset and they fillet me young to you, y'all can go and get that six figures together, you know? No, no, I got this shit by myself. That bitch ain't do nothing. And I think, <laughs> oh, about? I think that's about? I think that's the issue, right? Like right. so Denzel Washington's wife, he's been with her years and years and years and years. And he was at an interview once, right? He was at a, and they were asking him about something and he was like, No, she's not just my wife. Right. You know, she she was on before I was on. She actually put me on. Ryan Ryan Krugler is another example of, you know, his wife was the one working the job while he was trying to figure out, you know, this movie thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and so at some point, one, it's kind of like this balance in life of winning seasons and losing seasons. I agree with you 100%. What I'm saying is, think about what you're saying. These women are probably 35 plus. Right. What I'm saying is. You said 35 like Kevin Samuels. I just want you to know that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I guess the question is. Is that the typical black woman today? I think that you meet. I think you you meet someone. They want you ready where they, they want are. You, they you know, and I think I don't. I don't think women. I don't think women or men want you ready if you're mature, right? Yeah. I meet you where you are. I I just broke up with someone last night because they weren't showing me the attention and the love and the priority that oh, I needed. Oh, huh? Yes. So we down the three on the team at this point. Fucking whore. Special teams. So like. You know, it, it, it's like you're not giving me what I need. It ain't personal. I ain't angry at you, but you ain't building the way that I I building me up the way that I want to be built up. I'm trying to invest in you and do all these things, and mm-hmm. you're not doing that for me. That's that's the that's, question that we're asking. That that so you got to go now. If I if we're on the same level and you meet me and as a millionaire, right? You meet me making money, and you still on you not on that level. That doesn't give me the right to go out and cheat on you. Correct. If we are exclusive specifically, right. that does not give me that right. Just because I make more money than you um, doesn't mean that I the rules don't apply to me or I can't do this. I think where we fuck up is, again, we feed our soul with bullshit like that. Like yeah. we, mm-hmm. listen, we listen to Kevin Samuels. Yeah. We listen to people who tear down. First of all, fuck Brittany Renner. I meant to say that. Damn, I, I am not a Brittany Renner fan. It, it was really – I didn't know who she was until she trapped that nigga, that 19-year-old. On no, the, no, 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 no. Well, no, okay, no, no. I'm listening. No, no, no. I think I'll, we talked about this on the pod too. We talked about this before, and I was on the same shit mm-hmm. until she went on those bitch ass, pussy ass, hoe ass. It was a dead fucking, podcast. Well, it was, it was on academic. It was on academic. He fucked that nigga too much. I don't like him either. Yeah, but it's a two for one. Remember, she went to Jackson, I State. Jackson State and put yeah. that picture of like, hey, hide your, your son. I'm okay. I'm 32 years old. Let she me go on Southern University's campus. She played into a narrative. Yeah, and then it's, I feel like, I mean, she got to be entitled to joke, too. But I, I changed my narr- I changed my mindset around her when she went on X uh, podcast 
And she, she, she read them niggas. Yeah, she read them she niggas, did. dog. And and she was like straight up with it. Like she didn't trap homie. Like he was in that mindset of like the dudes from Fresh and Fit, the dudes from like Kevin Samuel's podcast, in which they was like, "Look, I'm a millionaire because I'm a millionaire. I got all of these bitches, and I don't know how to control my urges, so I'm gonna get my fuck on." So at the end of the day, are we supposed to say, "Hey, we expect you to stay, stick around because all because this dude no. is gonna cheat no. on you"? Definitely no. And no. if we really talking about it, like if we keeping it a buck, roles have reversed, bro. Women boss the fuck up now, dog. I know way more women with master's degrees than I know niggas with undergrad degrees. Dog. I mean, women, That's black specifically, black women have the, the most, most the most educated. Um, they own the most businesses, right? right? They have the most advanced degrees. Uh, black women are are killing shit right now, and I think that's hard for black men black men to watch to accept, because yeah. black men are you know slightly above black women on the scale of pay pi- pay and power and, right. and influence and all of these things, and black women still boss, uh, and that has a lot to do with but, geopolitical politics. But right, it, you know, it's it's just one of those things, and the easiest way to 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 bite back at that is to tear black women down. Black and women don't tear black men down, like nope. at least eh. publicly. I ain't seen it publicly, except for Candace Owens a few times. Candace, I mean, Candace when, when Owens, we say publicly, yeah. do, do we consider Twitter too? I mean, if it's ha- is it happening on Black Twitter? I mean, I never because having conversations on Black Twitter is different than what yeah, Kevin okay. Samuels does. Okay. You yeah, know, well, your algorithm fucked up, bro. When you fall asleep, your old lady just follow a bunch of niggas, a bunch of women that say <laughs> niggas ain't shit. <laughs> she got your algorithms <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I mean, you got a point, but I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I ain't got that problem anymore. But I mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess when, when you when you think about the the idea of of what Kevin Kevin Samuels is actually presenting to the public is that uh, women, black women, are enough unless they are pretty mm. much perfect. Mm-hmm. And right. black men, all they have to do is just make money, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much be an executive of the entire household, and you're good to go. But and black men think that. It, it, it's funny to me. Fuck Black up. men think that they're supposed to be leaders of a household just because they got a dick. That doesn't mean that you're equipped to lead a household right. or what, a relationship. What that nigga Ye said, bro, most black men can't balance a checkbook, bro. Right. What the like, fuck like, I ain't trying to bash us, bro, but I ain't going to hold you, bro. All women are, like, like really top tier, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, they're really top tier because, for one, like you said, they got more degrees than us. Mm. They are prog- progressing in business. I know a lot of niggas that are complaining about the plight of the black man and not play the game as to where women will learn the game, mm-hmm. process the game, get involved in that motherfucker and boss the fuck up while we still sitting on the sidelines. Like, it's just. Well, getting- I think I think that's a different conversation, though, because when you say play the game. That's 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 troublesome because. How are you going to affect change? Like I was I, I knew somebody who was who was trying to be a lawyer, right. they're, they're trying to be a prosecutor. And my, my question to them is, as a black woman, from where the fuck you from, mm-hmm. how do you feel comfortably prosecuting people who look like me? And so, yes, are they playing the game? Yes. But as a black man, there's a sense of principle and, and, and a high sense of morality that I can't play that fucking game to the point to where I am. But that's, you, you understand what I'm saying? I get it, but that's like... Um when I say play the game, I mean, like, they'll see, okay, most jobs now that's going to pay you six figs require an advanced degree. When black women get bored, they get PhDs, bro. Yeah. They get PhDs because they bored. Mm-hmm. As to what us, though, we'll be like, how do I finesse and finagle with this bachelor's degree that I got? 
how do I get these certifications to mm. make a couple moves? Now they got a lot of I know a lot of black women truck drivers like right uh, now, facts, bro. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. I just feel like black women are putting in more. I'm black. That's what I said. Black women. Black women. You meant you meant black women. It's okay. Black women is putting in. <laughs> they putting in work, dog. I feel like this whole conversation of value is really antiquated. Like yeah, it is. We re- we don't realize inflation has hit, bro. Yeah. Like this whole notion of like, oh man, I'm a man. I'm supposed to be a provider. You are stupid as fuck. <laughs> I gotta say this, dog. Niggas that's all on Facebook and shit talking about my girl ain't gonna never work. She gonna you stay stupid. at home and take care of the kids. That's crazy. You that's are shit. stupid as fuck. And e- not even on top of the like male supremacy of that. You could literally double your household income Facts. if your women. We feel and imagine what you could do with that much money. Like I bet them niggas don't go to brunch. The I second, can tell you that they the don't. The second go to thing is like I don't. <laughs> I, I don't understand how niggas think it's a Never flex. Never had a at ten a.m. I don't huh. understand how niggas say think it's a flex to work eighty hours a week. You know what I do with my extra forty hours a week? Record music and jack the fuck off. You really telling me <laughs> that what I do is less valuable than like your extra forty hours on somebody clock with. Bro, also, I'm not gonna lie. You, you, you probably put in an extra 25 hours just jerking off. So 36. Don't, don't underestimate <laughs> hey, me, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Though. That's a poverty mentality that we have, bro. I yeah. hate, I hate, hate, hate. Nah, y'all don't judge me for this, bro. But I'll be screenshotting this shit and saving it to laugh later. When motherfuckers be like, I'm out here hustling and they work at McDonald's at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here two jobs like you dumb as hell. Get you one at this page, you enough to you live. Never when gonna I, succeed in when life. I went when I went to uh, get my my car. I bought a car like a couple days ago, and we were sitting in the. Um, yeah. You got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah I pulled I up. I was like, "Who the I fuck is I, in this I, truck?" <laughs> uh, when I when I got it, the dude was like, he saw how much money I made, and we were talking about. It. I was like, "Yeah, I graduate from uh, Southern in May," and he was like, "How you make this much money?" Without a bachelor's degree and not working in the plant, I'm like nigga, because I'm smart as shit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, but that's the way that black women operate. Like you, they leverage whatever they need to be successful. And yeah. I've gr- luckily I grew up with my mama, who is like mm-hmm. the most hustler. My mama worked two jobs right now. I was adopted right too. now. She worked two jobs, and she's like, I said, Mom, when you retiring? She was like, Well, I got three more years at the state. So what I'm going, what I'm going to do, just sit around at the house and chill. Like, why, why not have a second career ready to go when I'm done? I'm like, man. And she graduated college in 2008, so I can't even talk about how I want to drop out because she went from 1996 to 2008 because she worked at LSU and could only take one class at a time. And so, like, I got to grow up seeing that. So niggas really just don't they they find value in work. But one thing the pandemic has taught me is that the work will go on whether you are at the office and you put in eight hours a day or you are at home and you put in 35 minutes. Like, it is what it is. (laughs) All right, guys. Before we get out of here, man, 39, man, we know you're a busy comedian. You got a lot of shit going on. Plug some of your next events, man, and some of the things that you got going on for the people. Man, I've been on the YouTube tip. But I got some bad news on that. I got my YouTube page hijacked. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. But I'm trying to get that back. You know what I'm saying? These hackers are like, yeah, man, they own it. For real, somebody sent me a, a deal for a sponsorship, and I opened up the file and everything, and I woke up the next morning, people blowing me up from YouTube saying, man, somebody going live from your YouTube page trying to sell crypto, so. <laughs> I, shit. Bro, they blew me up. I woke up the next morning, and I was like, dude, you been hacked, and I was like, what you talking about, man? But I'm trying to get my page back, but I've been on the YouTube tip. Um, but I do plan to have more shows, man. Um, I'm probably going to have a show in Houston two months from now. Mm. 
Uh, I'm looking to have a show in my hometown. That's going to be the first comedy show to come to my hometown. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, okay. pre- for sure, I know that's a big weekend where we from. Fucking right. So that's an event I have going. But, man, I'm just been on the YouTube tip because that YouTube, that's passive money, man. Mm-hmm. The show's cool. Mm-hmm. Get out, sell your tickets. You work, but you get paid one time. Mm-hmm. So I've been on the YouTube tip to when I work, I'm going to get paid from that stuff for the next 10 years. You know, so. I just been putting the work in on that, man. But I'm definitely have some shows coming uh, in Houston and in my hometown for sure. All right, man. Tell the people how to follow you. Man, y'all can follow me on Instagram at thirty nine cents. That's three nine c e n t s. When I get my YouTube back, hopefully in a few days, my YouTube is thirty nine cents TV. And on Facebook, just find me at thirty nine cents. Just put it in on Google, and all the platforms gonna pop up. I'm gonna ask the question that needs to be asked in this room. If we follow you, are you gonna follow us back? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm just making sure. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure. Hashtag hey. shameless plug. Man, I, I have to unfollow some ghost followers, man, on Instagram. When you follow 7,500 people, that's it. That's mm-hmm. like a cap. Really? Mm, you I can't follow that. no more than 7,500. So, I did not know that. And I got to unfollow some ghosts and try to follow the people that support me. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to for sure yeah. follow y'all back. Yeah, yeah. Put, us in the, put us in the ghost spots, man. We'll send titty pics. <laughs> My mean game is crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm looking forward to it, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, y'all got any closing remarks? Yeah, uh, make sure y'all hit up the uh, the merch site. Ain't gonna hold you merch. Uh, th- uh, make sure you definitely put in the order if you support us. Yeah. yeah, so look out for more shit coming. Hit up the merch. I'm in Lafayette, February 12th at Blue Moon Saloon. Come check me out. February 19th. Y'all come out to the crew of Ocean Festival. Your boy is performing at his second festival. Second festival. Um, and it's a parade, so bring the kids out and enjoy some North Baton Rouge beads. And I throw ramen noodles in the crowd because, you know, I know the niggas. <laughs> 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 the I problem is that's actually life. true. Like, you want it to be a joke. That nigga be standing there throwing noodles hey. and craft macaroni and cheese. Nah, nigga, look, bro, like, poor people eat ramen noodles like it's potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys, man, we appreciate you guys rocking out with us, man. Again, thanks for another great week. We're, we're looking forward to continuing the content, man. And y'all niggas be safe. Y'all be easy. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>